Welcome to No Cartridge. We're doing a new thing today. We're doing small, short, mini No Cartridge. Uh, that makes it sound like it'll be five minutes long. It'll be a little longer than that. Um, but I have, as um, as I always like to have, as my guests, my friend, my friend Olivia is here. My friend Liv is here. Um, hello, Liv. Hello, Trev. Hi. Um, we're talking about uh, games that uh, we got on Itch. Uh, now, of course, the game we're talking about today is also on Steam. There's m- most games that you can find on Itch are also on Steam. This is not like a, uh, you know, the 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 premise of this show is not let's find only games that are on Itch and, and like and no others, um, but just to sort of uh, cast some some attention on games that might not always get it uh, because I feel like. There are a lot of AAA games out there getting a lot of attention from this show and others, um, and a lot of games that are really, really cool that are maybe just kind of falling through the cracks. And so um, here's our chance to kind of give a little quick review, and uh, then you can go and play them yourselves. Uh, so, uh, Liv, how do you – let me ask you this. I, I actually set up a structure beforehand, but I did want to ask you one question before we started uh, that I did not uh, – uh, approve uh, via your agent uh, before the <laughs> podcast, so I'm sorry for that. Uh, hopefully, it will be okay. But if not, um, I'll you know I'll just expect an email. Um, so, what to you sort of defines an indie game? Like uh, the the term seems to be super super um, uh, broad at this point, where like you can have people who you know, think Celeste is an indie game. And then people who say like, no, Celeste is basically a big studio game masquerading as an indie game or like what, you know, is, is, is persona kind of an indie game for some people or whatever? Like what's an indie game to you? What is, what is, what are the, the games that sort of like are ought to be represented on this show? Um, I guess a lot of the games that I consider indie games. Well, first of all, I don't really uh, have like a lot of, um, a lot of feelings about this term. Like I would never fight someone over <laughs> whether something was an indie game or not. I don't really Okay, care. So I'm going to scratch the next question about who you'd like <laughs> to most fight. Um, I, I guess whenever I'm thinking about indie games and like the reason that I wanted to have a show like this on the podcast was to like spotlight lesser known games. So mm. to me, I don't think we would ever talk about a game like Celeste on here if it was already, you know, in the discourse. We want to bring games into the discourse. And not that Frog Detective isn't pretty popular as well, um, but just not on that mega platform level yet, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, you're you're sort of keying in on something that I find really interesting, which is that, like, games like Frog Detective are – they're popular in their own right. Um such that like you can start to draw these strange sort of like demarcations between popular itch games and non-popular itch games. Like I had uh, Jessica Harvey on the show who was one of the developers of Paratopic. And I would say like Paratopic is, is, you know, very much an indie game, but also probably one of the most popular indie horror games. Like it's just people know about Paratopic um, in the same way people know about Frog Detective. And so like, one of the things that's so interesting to me about indie games is how like just by the very nature of saying they're independent games or indie games, you're sort of like always doing that thing where you're like, well, how independent is it? Like, what is it super unknown? Is it very unknown? Is it like do people have people played it? Have only you played it? Um, and I, I feel like your definition of like, you know, if it's gotten press elsewhere, maybe, maybe 
that's not what, for us. Maybe we can actually do something that doesn't get like as much mainstream press. That makes a lot of sense to me because at least it doesn't. It, we don't have to like do a purity test on like is this indie enough and like you know try and do six degrees of uh, of separation between it and a AAA title or something like that. That's probably for the best that we don't do that. Yeah, I guess like the creators that I look at on itch most frequently and I love like that you follow people on itch that you like follow game devs on itch. It's cool. Yeah. Um, that a lot of the people I follow have just like a ton of like tiny free games up and like just game jam stuff up and it's more of, um, I feel like it's closer to the creator rather Mm. than like a, a game company. Not that there aren't, you know, very valuable creators at a game company, but, um, but it just, no, no, it's okay. Let's, let's, we're, we're, we're done with all those people. (laughs) We don't like them now. I'm glad we uh, drew the line in the sand now. (laughs) Finally. Um, it's, it's, it's too late for a lot of things, but at least we can have that moral victory. Um, no, I, I agree. Like, I think, um, I think a lot about some of the people that, I've had on the show and then sort of like kept up with via itch like uh, Pedro Paiva or um, uh, Dante, uh, although Dante doesn't have as much stuff out on itch anymore. He has like a number of really interesting things there. Um, you know, it's a cool way of just like, I don't know, you're right. It feels like it feels like you're sort of investing your time in an author you care about as opposed to, you know, what's the next uh, I don't know, like what's the next final fantasy game or something like that. Like it matters more about like a person than a product. Mm. Yeah. And I just pick up games on itch, not really knowing anything about them. Like I'm more willing to just like try something out that I haven't heard Mm. about rather than like something that everyone's talking about. Like I have finally freed myself of playing the games that everyone else is playing just because everyone else is playing them, which is nice. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, do you think, I mean, do you think any of that has to do, and then we'll get to the game. Sorry. Like I can't, I can't help but have a lengthy preamble when talking to you. Um, (laughs) but, uh, which is, which is good. I mean, it's cause we're friends, but the, uh, I mean, do you think any of this has to do with the fact that there's like a different price point? I mean, that's like gauche dimension, but I, I don't know. It seems like it might be interesting to think about like these games come in at like $15 and under, like, is there something about them that, you know, makes them more manageable that way? Like you're more able to take a chance on them or is that like, do you think it's something different about like the way they're presented? I think it's more about the, for me personally, it's about the game time that I know that they're not uh, a 30 plus hour game. Like I'm Mm. so excited to play an hour long game. Yeah. And frog (laughs) detective for anyone who's, who's, thinking of playing it you, you should and it's both of them frog detective one and two and they are both uh one hour long like they're just they are standard hour long it's very cool <laughs> yeah it rules it's the right amount of time to be playing a perfect game yes exactly live is live is tipped her hand um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah no no for absolutely like it's it is it's also really like freeing to like I was I've I'm I'm always playing these games that are massive and you know it's not as if I have to finish them or you know even that um I don't want to finish them it's just like 
knowing that I can get through something in a, one sitting, knowing that it doesn't have to like take up my whole life is, yeah, it's just it freeing's the exact right word. All of a sudden, you feel like your time matters again. <laughs> And it's just enjoyable. It's enjoyable to never get to the point where you feel like you're working away or chipping away at a game and you just sit down and you're like, I want to play a video game. And then you sit down for an hour long and you've played a video game and it's just (laughs) you have that experience and it's done. You can move on to the next thing. That's right. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, uh, literally, it took literally it took like one hour and it felt as good as most video games I've played. Like it just, it gives you an experience. It's really great. It's episodic in the way that there's going to be another one after it. And it doesn't have to be any more than it is. Um, yeah, just like, a just, uh, fantastic. Um, yeah, that's actually, that's actually a really smart way of putting it. Cause I think the, it's really tempting to say, Oh, these are all like $5 or whatever. Like that's, that's why you care about them or that's why they're interesting. But you're right. Like it is actually like, it's not a monetary investment. It's a time investment. Like you can get any number of like AAA titles that are two years old for, uh, like $3. Uh, but not everyone has 700 hours to spend on them. Right. Correct. (laughs) I think I, I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know if I just reiterated your point, but I also think it's, very true. And so I wanted to, um, well, yeah, cool. So frog detective, frog detectives, frog detective. I, um, this is, uh, this is, um, a game by Grace Brooksner, uh, and, and others. Um, I would say in this case, would you consider Grace sort of the auteur of this game? Like sort of the central figure? I mean, <laughs> definitely to me and like her other games that she definitely independently worked on have the same vibe. I think that it really is mostly just her. And then there's the person that does the music. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, is that right? I'm, yeah. Cause I know, I noticed this, the two names. I, like I didn't realize team. that it was just that. I didn't know that the, the divide was that. I think that's right. Maybe there's a third person. I mean, I buy it. But I think like on the the title screen, it's like Grace Bruxner presents. So I think that that's kind of uh, – I think that we're we're okay in saying that it's her her game. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's it, and it, it has a kind of um, personality to it that I think would be really difficult to nail down if you – if it was like a collaborative piece. Like it is very much one person's – uh, this this sounds like I'm trying to say it's like myopic, but I don't mean that. It's just like it has a direction. Like it feels like it's by one person, I guess, is a better way of saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I think it's great. And um, it's by Grace Brooksner. And that's the end of the no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so Frog Detective follows uh, your you, you play as the character. You don't get to pick your character. It's, it's a game that has a, uh, a particular point of view, which I love. Um, unironically, that's one of my favorite things in video games. Um, and you play as this character who is a frog and a detective and, um, you are basically the game jumps in, in Medius race. You are asked to, um, in Medius race insofar as you don't have to become a detective. You just are one. You're in an office. Uh, you're called by your, uh, by your boss, by the supervisor. And, uh, the supervisor is, I think a bird of some kind. Um, 
and asks you to solve a, uh, a mystery on an island. And it has been a little while since both Liv and I played Frog Detective 1, and this reminds me that I probably should just go back and replay it, because why not? Um, but I believe I played it on stream, and the the basic gist of Frog Detective 1 is you go to an island and you solve this mystery of, like, I, I think, like, there's, there's a, a, people think that the island might be haunted, people think that there's some sort of, like, skullduggery going on, and you as the frog detective basically go and listen to everyone and ask them questions. And unlike a game like, um, say, like a Nancy Drew game or something like that, or uh, a Tex Murphy game, those are the only two detective games that I can think of, I guess, unlike Disco Elysium or something like that, um, the main point of Frog Detective 1 is that you're going around and basically, while listening to people explain what they need, you are getting some sort of account of what physically, literally, materially they need. And then you go, like, find that for them and do them a favor. And it slowly unravels the plot of the game. Um, and it is very light. There's nothing dark or awful about the game. It is it is self-aware and kind of fun. Um, it has a very clear voice, like I said before. And uh, it's very colorful. And so basically it's this... Uh, it's an episode in a series. It feels like almost where you, the frog detective are doing people favors in order to unravel this, uh, scheme that has gone on. And in fact, like it's just a kind of a giant misunderstanding. Um, so that's spoilers. Right? Well, okay. I mean, I think it's pretty clear from the get go. I thought yeah. so. Yeah. The game is very lighthearted and like all of the characters are animals. Um, they're all cute. And they all just want one thing, and you can provide that one thing to each and every one of them. They only have, like, two dialogue options each, and they all have, like, the same two dialogue options. And you have a uh, magnifying glass, which does nothing except you can look at things magnified in the world. It's so cool. You just look at the starfish, tiny little funny faces, and it's, yeah, it's a great, great time. I love the the – in in uh, Invisible Wizard, um, the second game, the uh, there's a dialogue choice where uh, the frog detective says something like, "Could you imagine going and like on a case without your your magnifying glass? I guess it's possible, but why would you want to?" <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's very relatable. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we were talking about the sequel, Frog Detective 2 today, The Case of the Invisible Wizard. And uh, again, on this um, in this installment, you are in your office at the beginning. You are the frog detective and you – the only thing in your office is a phone and the phone rings and you pick it up and it's your supervisor. Right. Uh, <laughs> and he's ready to send you on another mission um, because you – have proven yourself uh, by solving the um, the mysterious island case, except for I think that everyone still thinks it was Lobster Cop that his uh, rival, friendly rival Lobster Cop, uh, solved the original case as well. Can, can I jump in and say, since you used a, a pronoun, um, I was never sure uh, what the frog's pronouns were. And I thought that was kind of fun. I guess it, I guess it's like, kind of coded as male but there's a lot of conversations where like the the frog is kind of like it, it's never quite clear where the frog falls so it's not like a uh a gritty like male figure oh no like it's, it's very innocent it's almost like uh there's no gender in the same way that like you wouldn't 
put a gender on like, I don't know, like a moomin or something like that. It's very, very innocent. Yeah. Uh, frog detective dresses like I do. So I don't like, it just looks like, uh, I don't know, very, very neutral. Really, um, really cool looking. Really cool. Absolutely. The coolest frog detective looks like they, I'll use they frog detective looks like they shop at Madewell. They're just in it. Um, just for that classic look. That's absolutely right. And only the coolest and most fashionable people shop at Madewell. Well, yeah, right. That's that's, yeah, sure. (laughs) You don't sound very sure of yourself there. Um, No, (laughs) I'm not. Go on. I'm sorry. I cut you off because I I was thinking about the um, (laughs) I was thinking about frog detectives pronouns a lot today. (laughs) Well, I think you were right to to do so. So frog detective, I don't want to like give every little bit of this away because oh, I want, yeah. I want people to play this game. It's so good. Um, but you are sent on another case for the case of the invisible wizard, where you're sent to this, uh, small spooky themed town. Um, a little bit spooky. It's in the woods and, the whole gist of the case is that there was an invisible wizard. They were finally having a new person join their town and they were going to have a welcome party for this wizard. And then the night before the welcome parade was to occur, everyone, someone trashed all of the, of the decorations for the welcome parade for the invisible wizard. Um, yeah, and so the, that, the that's the case. You're figuring yeah. out who trashed the town and why. Right, exactly. Um and we won't give away the ending. Um but what I liked about what I thought was really cool about this game is the way it sort of spoke to a kind of genre of detective fiction that and I, that sounds really pretentious, but it's it's true um that I had like no idea about until I had a kid. And it's this genre where like as frog detective says this all the time. And, and I think it's like, it's, it's a clear sort of choice. Um, well, not all the time, but, but at least a couple of times frog detective says, uh, crimes aren't real and jail isn't real. Um, <laughs> and that, that's how it's framed. They are not real things and, and you shouldn't have to worry about them because like, don't worry, they're not real. Um, and, and the, the lack of reality of, of jail and, uh, and crimes just, it's like, no matter what the conclusion of the game is and, and like, like Liv was saying, it's, it's best not to give away the second one. Cause it's been, it hasn't been out as long as the first one. Um, but there's always this feeling that it's not going to be like something where you arrest someone, you know, like you take them away for like, uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll use a better example in, in, in frog detective two, uh, you, you are extorted at one point, uh, by one of the characters and, and you are just very pleased about it. You say, well, I've never been like your notebook when you're writing down notes about it. The frog detective writes like I'm being extorted. How exciting. Uh, and it's just, it's all very like, Oh, fine. This is great. Um, so like it, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't feel like something bad's going to happen. And, and that's like, that's kind of neat to see, um, since that's like a lot of the detective fiction I end up reading to Tilly is like stuff where like Nancy drew for kids where it's like nothing bad's going to happen to Nancy and her friends. They're not like, no one's actually going to die or, 
if, if a crime is happening, it is like not a particularly like horrible. It's mostly one. just a misunderstanding. Yeah, misunderstanding or like someone just like overstepped their bounds and feels really bad about it, like that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Something that could plausibly happen to like a kid, <laughs> not not like you know a uh, an international crime ring or something. Yeah, and I think that's one reason why. Um, like in real life detectives are cops, but like frog detective is just a detective, like a Nancy drew Harriet, the spy kind of figure. Whereas Definitely. frog detectives office neighbor is lobster cop. And they make sure like uh, lobster cop is a cop and lobster cop has awards in his room. Um, their lobster room cop is a picture of himself over his desk. <laughs> yeah. But frog detective just has one telephone, um, to answer calls and to just solve mysteries. Uh, frog detectives lives for nothing except the thrill of the hunt and uh, just I, <laughs> writing I frog, wrongs. Frog detectives. <laughs> well, also all of uh, their friends because the other things in frog detectives apartment or apartment uh, office, <laughs> presumably frog detective lives somewhere else, but we are not, uh, we are not made privy to that as the player. Um, but uh, uh, Frog Detective's office are also just like big pictures of the fun memories you have from your mysteries. Um, yeah, which are actually the, just uh, Grace Bruckner's previous games. There's just pictures of her previous games on the wall. It's great. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I thought I think it's great. Um, we sort of uh, wrapped our um, mini reviews in with our uh, recaps, but actually that's probably a good thing to do for the future too, because honestly what, what, you know, why recap something if you're not going to immediately say, if you like it, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's probably plenty of reasons to do that. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to go into it. Um, we're just going to move right along. Um, you were watching a little bit of, uh, Grace Bruckner in the talk. Mm -hmm. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? Cause you you said that it explained a bit of why Frog Detective is the way it is to you. And I found that to be like totally a tantalizing thing to say. And I did not make you follow up because I wanted to make you follow up on the show. <laughs> and what else is friendship for if not just recording all the conversations that you could be That's right. Otherwise? Yes. What, what's friendship <laughs> if not a, a, a means to content? Um. So, like, what she was she was saying in this talk, which um, was at, oh gosh, I think it's called Play by Play. It's like a New Zealand uh, New Zealand Games Conference, um, and she's Australian, she, is that right? Yeah, she's Australian. Okay. She works out of Melbourne now, but is from. Oh, okay. Apparently, Everyone, from now we know why Liv likes the game so much. It's all right. Well, it is like there's cute Australian stuff in it. And it's just like a little bit of stuff like the the meat pies were yeah. in this game. And then like there's a little bit of Australian wildlife as some of the characters are like Australian animals that may not otherwise, you know. No, you're right. I mean, there there is actually like the, the kinds of animals in this game are not what you would generally expect, uh, which is fun, I think. Yeah, it's fun. And there's like a little bit of like Australian... I wouldn't say like slang, but just like the way that Australian people would talk that like Americans say no worries, but the Australian no worries is a little bit different. And they had one of those in, mm -hmm. um, in this game. So it was just like a little bit of like Australian flavor in there. Um, but at this talk, she was talking about um, 
whenever she started making games, like it took her a little bit to figure out exactly what she wanted to make. Like she, whenever she made her first game fish market, which is about a game where, uh, fish sell things at a market um <laughs> like that a lot that <laughs> she was like okay i'll create this world and then i'll uh populate it with mechanics and then she like made the world and she was like i don't want to populate this with mechanics like this is what i want um mm. and she was just talking about that there's this like pressure to have mechanics in a game and that's what makes a game interesting but she wanted to minimize on that and just like have um, just like a pure experience of like whenever she would make games that had more mechanics, she was like, I'd rather just like walk around this space than like have to interact with things or like, you know, solve a puzzle. Um, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. So like, it makes sense to me why frog detective is how it is. Like it's made perfectly to the vision and then there's no extraneous material in the game. Like it's exactly what it's going for. Yeah, I think that's right. Like it, it is. I I had never really thought like whenever I think about whenever I think about mechanics being extraneous to a game, I think about um. Uh, um, why am I forgetting this? It's a game that I played like a million times. The game by Swery, the Twin Peaks game, uh, Deadly Premonition. Um, so Deadly Premonition is a game where like you are a detective. It's another detective game. But like the the combat in it, it's also sort of a zombie game, and the combat in it is just dreadful. Like it it is just, it feels horrible to play. Um, it's like it's just no fun. But on the other hand, they Swery was forced to include it to make it a game. So like he didn't really care about it. Like he didn't really do much to it. Mm -hmm. The game was supposed to have no con uh, conflict and like no attacking. And I think about that a lot, where it's like. Why, why would it have to, like, no one likes it. It was, uh, was completely, you know, something no one really needed in the game, so, but it was added anyway. Um, I, I really like, uh, Grace's answer to that where it's like, well, I just don't really want to add that stuff. Like, I'm just not going to, it's going to be its own thing. Like you can talk to these people. It's not like there's going to be a big, like, you know, Ooh, which, like, which branching path are you going to take? It's just, mm -hmm. uh, you're just living in this world and experiencing it. And that's the game. Yeah, and you get just like the pure narrative experience. Like she knows exactly what you're going to experience and can make that experience perfect. And um, as far as like being basically a one-person dev team as well, just uh, it makes sense for the game to be like it is. Yeah, definitely. And I mean like there's just like I, to kind of piggyback on what you said, there's just like this sense of intention uh, to the whole thing where like, you know – you get the idea of what she's going for because um, because as you say, like she knows the narrative you're going to experience. It's not going to be radically different in any given playthrough. Um, it's kind of like um, kind of like a book that way. Yeah. And it feels like that as far as the writing, like the writing is this game is so funny. Like I was laughing out loud. I played it. I streamed it with my boyfriend. Um, so like I was playing it with someone else, but I was laughing at like literally every single interaction. <laughs> like everything so was so funny, funny to me. And uh, it's just like, it's self-aware and somewhat like online, but not in like an embarrassing way. Like I don't understand how it really like fits 
so well without, uh, I don't know, without being too forward. Like it's just online enough and yeah, I totally just, know what you're saying. Just odd enough, but it feels like, I mean, part of it felt like to me where like I was willing to accept the, the kind of like, um, online kind of like, uh, approach of like, I, I, it's hard to describe what that means, but like, it's sort of like, I guess like, um, well, I guess the best approach, uh, the best example is in in Frog Detective 2, one of the side quests you have to do is you have to get $5 together. Um, that's what you're extorted for. And uh, <laughs> you do that by, I mean, you do that by playing the game. Um, but uh, in it, they call it five money. And whenever you like, <laughs> whenever you get one, they just say like, um, okay, I'd like to pay you. Here's one money. <laughs> uh, and like that's very online that sounds like almost like a like a pupper sort of thing like oh one money like but it's not like all the characters are very straight faced about it and that's just how they talk and like not only that but there's other weird things the characters will say that f- the frog detective is like okay this is a really weird thing you just said to me like why would you say that <laughs> and like the characters all seem to have like levels of like consistent thought that go beyond the joke that just made it all feel very, very like situated and real to me. Like when, uh, when frog detective says to the, Oh, to the kangaroo, like in the, in the hot tub, um, in, in invisible wizard <laughs> frog detective, like the kangaroo's being rude. And he says like, I'm sorry, I'm hungry. That's why I'm being rude. And later on after you've, after he's not hungry anymore, um, he's still rude. And he's like, well, I'm hungry. And they're like, you be- but you've eaten. And he goes, Oh, I mean, I was I was hungry before, so I feel like that should explain my rudeness for a while now. Um, <laughs> just like that kind of like thought through like weird logical uh, progression is what kind of kept me going with the with kept me and not just going but enthused with the writing and the narrative. Yeah, and the way that it plays with certain like expectations that you have in playing a game, like whenever you're going up to this kangaroo for the first time, I think it's kangaroo, right? I think um, so. It's kind of blocky. It's hard to say. Yeah. You find like a, a meat pie on the ground and you're like, okay, well, this is probably gonna be useful for later. And then like, it's right in front of this kangaroo who's like, I'm hungry. And you're like, here, you can have this meat pie. And he's just like, what the fuck? Did you just get that off the ground? Like I saw you <laughs> pick that up. So and he thought it was gonna be so convenient that you just picked up this meat pie and could give it to someone. But yeah, no, he doesn't want it. <laughs> you have to have to do another quest first. Yeah, it's the great. Characters, it's fantastic. The characters are all so different and like so consistent and it goes through in the music as well. Like I don't know if you noticed that there's like w- the music is like this like carnival-y music throughout, but whenever you're talking to someone there'll be like themes, musical yeah. themes and for each character, which is pretty cool. Um And they're that, really like, it's really nice music too. Like it's just really it's really well done. Yeah. It's um, notably good music. Uh, just it's just it's, a good game. Yeah, not always not <laughs> always the case in video games. Sometimes it's just music that's on in the background to be there. But yeah, so uh, I think you know, like any more, and we'd end up giving away the game. Yeah, which is like not what we want to do. Uh, I'd recommend it. Would you recommend it? I would absolutely recommend it. I I have one more thing about like 
and this is like from the very beginning of the game, so I don't think this is going to give anything away, but it just makes sense to me in the way that Grace Bruxner works is she was talking about in this talk that she the way that she liked playing games like RuneScape and WoW were to just like run around in the first like couple of levels of the game and never like progress <laughs> and just like put on different clothes and that she just like would make music videos for like her character in RuneScape like running around and waving to people. <laughs> and like in the very like first few minutes of Frog Detective 2, you get to like uh, decorate this notebook that you keep with you for the rest of the game and like customize your notebook. And like I I see like a direct link between the games that she loved playing growing up to like this moment. That was so cool for me playing the game that you just get to like customize your detective notebook. It was really cool. Like I, I thought I thought that was like uh, what I liked most about that, too, was that from the get-go and this really is a frog detective sort of like you really have nailed it because it's like it is the whole game in a nutshell where like you don't at all feel like there's going to be a limit like you're going to be told like stop putting stickers on there you only have like six <laughs> or something you can put as many as you want on or as few and like it can be your thing you could like rotate them you can do whatever you want it really is like someone was just like hey you know how cool it is when you have like new stickers and can put them on something well I'm just made a game of that. Um, it truly is like just so fun. Like there's no, you never feel like there's like an objective or pressure to like do anything. It's just no. about having fun the entire time. My notebook had a sunflower putting on lipstick and she looked fabulous. Ooh. I, I loved decorating my notebook. That was the most fun I've had in a video game. And so <laughs> I put a, I put a, uh, a magnifying glass on the front and then I put the two eyes looking into the magnifying glass and I was very Ooh. proud of myself. Was it was very like very proud. Gatsby of you. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Extremely Gatsby. I was, I was, I was looking over the whole Ash Valley. Then, um, yeah, no, it was it was fun. Like it was like I don't know. I'm not really a huge sticker person in real life right now, but I could understand the joy of stickers again, which was really really nice. Yeah, it's... maybe I should revisit stickers. Maybe it's I time. Think... This is a game for people who like to have fun. And I don't think that's every person who plays video games. But if no. you like to just like just have a nice time, have a good one. I think yeah, it's not hard. And like it, like even that that's a silly thing to say. It doesn't even it doesn't even like approach the idea of being hard. Like it's not the game is not interested in you being like, oh, this is too hard. Like that's <laughs> totally not the point of this game <laughs> or like too easy or anything like the idea of ease or difficulty in this is like it feels very foreign um it's just like and it's like you just go in and have have fun for a little while mm -hmm. i can't wait till the next episode yeah of, of this game but also of this of this uh burgeoning series oh yeah um any last thoughts on frog detective that you feel like we didn't get to no, I just want everyone to play it and then tell me how much they liked it. Um, it's so funny. Like, I just want everyone to play it and laugh and have a nice time. And, of course, your <laughs> at is uh, um, Goku Naruto. <laughs> That's right. I don't, I don't actually know Daniel. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> um, probably not even remotely that it anymore. Um, but, yeah, please add us. Um, I'm at Hegelbahn. Uh, Liv, you are? At AV Club. 
and uh, it's A V E Y. And uh, yeah, tell us tell us all about your experience playing this game, and tell us all about the other stuff that you'd like us to look at. I, I think like you know, not everything will be as light as this. I know there's like a ton of um, there's a ton of work. There's a ton of like pretty interesting stuff that is a little, um, uh, I don't know, more challenging in terms of like, you know, emotionally challenging as opposed to what we just said, like Frog Detective is a really fun time, uh, but not all of it. I think like we mm-hmm. are definitely going to play some chill games and and it'll be it'll be nice. Yeah, like whenever I think about the indie itch games front page, it's typically like a lot of Visual novels, walking sims, all of it's great. We're going to play it, but we'll also be playing other games as well. Games with mechanics. We'll play a game with mechanics, sure. Oh, weird. Okay. No, <laughs> I, I wasn't going to commit to that, but okay, I guess. <laughs> That's where you want to go with this. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think we're going to play a lot of fun stuff, and uh, I think you all will have fun listening to it. I hope so. Um, Liv, thank you so much for being on Oh, thank you. Thank you, Trav. Of course, anytime. My pleasure. Good night. Good night.